Welcome to the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Gain tips on how to run a successful small business, as well as how to keep yourself looking good while you do it. Here are your hosts, Lindsay Holder Reinhardt and Ashley Rinkin. Hey, ladies, are you working your tail off on all those other platforms and just not seeing the results that you have wanted? How much traffic are you driving to your website, service, or product that is resulting in actual sales? What if you could really focus in on a platform that could give you those results? Well, let me tell you. So I intentionally waited months to review our guest today as I wanted to put her system into place and see the results personally. Holy smokes, people, the proof was definitely in the pudding because let me tell you, Emily, my Pinterest pro guest that I am interviewing today, reviewed my Pinterest profile months ago, and she gave me a plan of action to follow. And when I say me, I mean, I sent it to my BA to follow (laughs) because that's what I do. Okay, I'm known for using virtual assistants because I just believe it's very hard to grow without help from others. Anyway, that plan in the few months that it has implemented took my Pinterest account. Get this. Listen to these numbers. Okay. 11,000 monthly viewers to 115,000 monthly viewers. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. Now keep in mind, if you go to my Pinterest, it will dip and dive. You'll see that. And Emily will talk about why that is. If you do go to my Pinterest and it's lower or higher, there is a reason for that. But right now, as of this recording, that's where it stands today. So you know I was going to get to the bottom of this and found out all the questions regarding Pinterest with Emily. And I really do. I keep on asking like question after question. So (laughs) I'm a very tangible person. I like steps that you can implement today to see results. I just like actionable, tiny bite size steps that you can take. She really knows her stuff about this platform. And on this episode, shares how to grow your Pinterest as well as the new trends coming up and where your focus should be. So I originally met Emily at a bloggers meeting years ago, and she impressed me even then with her knowledge of SEO. And I've stayed in contact with her ever since. And we have more recently reconnected And so I was just so excited to ask her to be a part of the show. And she has such a busy schedule. We are so honored to have her on the podcast. So let's dive into this week's episode and get ready for Pinterest pinning today. All right, everyone, we have Emily, the Pinterest queen is what I like to call her. (laughs) So thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. You guys probably heard my intro about with Emily. Let me tell you. So first of all, Emily and I were discussing my bathroom renovation. So she came over to my house and the bathroom looks so gorgeous. Does it not? Like, Oh, it does. Oh my gosh. It looks so beautiful now. I mean, that wallpaper that you selected is beautiful. Like I like... I walk into my bathroom and I'm like, oh, like I, I feel like I'm in a spa bathroom. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what it looks like. I can't wait to like see it in person. I need to like come over and see it in person now. I know. I know. And we just took the pictures like last week. So I'm going to have a whole blog post and everything on it. But of course, I'm all over the place. You have to really real. I'm like a little ball, like all over the wall. So of course, when Emily was over here, I was like, I need to you to look at my Pinterest because I was blown away with your numbers. And we're not just talking, you know, little numbers here. I think when, and I have not looked at your Pinterest lately, but 
when you were over here, I was like, I'm sorry, did that say 4.1 <laughs> million views a month? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and so instantly, I was like, let me get my checkbook out. And what do you want? <laughs> like, like, help me. Things like this, especially for a busy entrepreneur, I do not have time to figure it out. So I like to find people who have figured it out and pay them what they want and learn from them. And then honestly, what I really like to do is have them like you did take a deep dive into my analytics, what we're doing wrong. And you were so gracious. You recorded it, everything. We'll get into that a bit later, but wow, it was such a difference. And then I send it to my VA because I'll be honest, I don't have time to create all these pins. Like I own a spa. I am managing a team and a bazillion clients. So they would be like, Lindsay, why are you <laughs> You're on Pinterest. Come to the spa. You Come on. <laughs> so my VA does all that. And it just, it's like an automatic machine. So you took my account based on the coaching that you gave and I sent it to my VA. We got from 11,000 to, I just opened my numbers before we, yesterday was 114. It's like growing at like a thousand a day. So today was at 115. That's amazing. That's so exciting to hear. That's crazy. That's crazy numbers. So I want to know, and I honestly don't know this answer. Like I want to hear your journey about blogging. You have a beautiful blog, by the way. It's very creative and I love it, but it is just, how do I put this? Like you are very authentic. Like I know when that's your picture, you have your own vibe, your own style. You don't go away from it. Um, I truly love it. And it is a breath of fresh air because it's different. I even, I love all your TikToks, like everything you do. I'm like, oh, what she got today? Even the flower, like I popped on Instagram to promote this. My headband keeps falling. I would just keep popping it up. But your flower book that you popped, you know, you posted today. I was like, I need that book. Right. I mean, I feel like everyone could take like a flower book and put it on their bookshelf and it would just be the most gorgeous thing that you've ever seen. Oh, It'd yeah. Like, I just love all your creativity. So thank you for being true to yourself. Your pictures are beautiful. Oh, thank you. But I do know that you understand that, you know, Instagram has its own algorithm. We don't need to always focus on it. I've learned from you. You've always said in the past, hey, I'm not focused always on this and your focus is on your blog on your instagram so i would love to hear like your journey to blogging and what led you to the pinterest queen yeah well of course <laughs> happy to share about my title to the crown okay. um, so i started blogging purely out of a creative hobby i graduated from grad school and got a job at a marketing agency as a copywriter and an SEO strategist. And I had been all through college at this point, you know, reading blogs every single day, just loved the world of blogging and just would consume that content religiously every single day. And then, you know, as you kind of like start to get into the grind of daily life and work and kind of the allure of like working in a marketing agency wears off a little bit. And you realize, I realized I was creating all of this content, but it was never my own. It was always for other people, always for clients and things like that, which was totally fine. But I wanted a space where I was in charge of it, where, you know, a client wasn't coming back and asking me to change prepositions and verbs. This was a thing for me. So I started my blog because essentially I said, if someone else can do it, why can't I? What was your blog? Is was it still the same name or what's it now? Just so people know. It's called Some Pretty Thing right now. It has been for the last three years, Some Pretty Thing, I think. 
if I remember correctly, I had like an Emily Lewandowski blogger, blog spot blog, like way back in the day, like way college days ago. But it's some pretty thing. And that's kind of when I like revamped and restarted blogging. That's kind of what I just went with it. Like, that's what I love. That's what I want to like. So it's still that it's still some pretty thing. But I knew that blogging wasn't just about the words. It was also about the images. So my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he was like, well, I'll take photos for you. Like photography was something that he was interested in. So it became a hobby that we did together. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're so lucky to have that. I know. Jeff will take pictures of me, but it is, it doesn't go very well. Like they're beautiful. He's a great photographer, but the whole process, it's like, it's not a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) This just isn't worth it. I'm just going to have my photographer come over. (laughs) No, I am very, very lucky because it allows me a lot more flexibility to create kind of on my own timeframe. And also if I have an idea, I can, you know, just pitch it to my photographer in-house who, uh, you know, works in the office upstairs and we can just get it done. So I, it's been about three and a half years ago that I quit my marketing agency job and launched into, I wouldn't say it was blogging full-time because I was also an SEO consultant for a lot of New York City agencies at the time and things like that. But I was definitely freelance. I was doing it all on my own. And with then blogging, kind of my passion turned hobby, then turned monetized and then started to make money and things like that. So I guess that's kind of where we're at right now is blogging is really my full-time thing. And I do a lot. I do. I have a couple other businesses on the side, but it's definitely something that I absolutely love. So yeah, about like two years ago, Instagram was great. Like definitely, I feel like 2018 for me was like Instagram peak, like, yay, everything's going well. Like we can actually like become visible on Instagram and things like that. And then I, you know, you start to see like, a decline. I feel like everybody did kind of end of 2018 into 2019 of just, I don't know if it was when the algorithm shifted. I'm not entirely sure, but I realized that Instagram is not, I wasn't like an OG Instagram person. Like I didn't like hop on Instagram, like from the jump, you know, it was like a little bit longer for me to start to like get onto Instagram and things. And I really saw that unless you were buying followers and buying likes, or you were really one of those like OG people on Instagram, there wasn't quite as many opportunities available for growth. Not saying you can't grow, not saying that's not something that is still available for people, but it just wasn't coming quite as easily. And so I said, okay, what other platforms are there? And I mean, I feel like all of us, I had been using Pinterest as a pin dorm room ideas, pin outfit ideas type thing for a bit, but like never any strategy and never for my blog. So like two or so years ago, I really decided to, okay, let's see if I can make Pinterest something that can actually be profitable for me as a social platform. So I started like put a lot of work into thinking through strategies and really learning and growing. And I guess here we are today. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell. So you've definitely seen your business grow from using Pinterest. Yes. Pinterest is my number one. I don't like to call Pinterest a social media platform because it's not. It's really a search engine. It's a visual discovery engine is what the people at Pinterest call it, which I think is so such a great term for it. They're leaning more in the direction of it being a bit more social in that now you can engage with people via comments, via like little 
heart icons or like great idea icons and things like that. But it really is a search engine. And because my a lot of my training has been in SEO, I feel like that was a great launching off point to say, okay, Pinterest is also a search engine. So how do we optimize everything? How do we, you know, make everything link back to the blog and drive traffic and drive views and engagement and things like that, which it really has. Did you just self-teach yourself? Did you just watch a lot of YouTube or how did you learn all of the skills that you have? Yeah, I definitely self-taught. I didn't buy any courses or anything like that. I don't really even think I watched many YouTube videos. I've mostly just read. I read a lot directly from Pinterest. Pinterest has an absolutely amazing business hub. I would say that they are one of the only platforms that actually wants their creators to succeed, which might sound very discriminatory against like Instagram and Facebook, but Pinterest lays everything out there for you. I mean, they tell you, like they walk you through a lot of things and, you know, they might not give you necessarily like best, like, or all of their strategies or all of their algorithms, but they have such an amazing platform for creators to really learn from, learn on. So a lot of the reading was just done through Pinterest, a lot of trial and error, (laughs) A-B testing, and then also just learning about how Pinterest optimization works with keywords and you know, just reading people's thoughts and theories and things like that on, and then kind of adding my own research into my experience. I had no idea they had a business hub. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's business.pinterest.com. They have a lot of also very good like webinars and seminars. They just did two weeks ago. And I'm not sure if this was for everyone. I got an invite to it, a Pinterest creators festival where it was an all day long live conference where they did lots of interviews with like big Pinterest creators, but then also with their own creative team, marketing team, technicians team, things like that. And it was real. I like spent the whole day just listening to Pinterest people talk about Pinterest and it might sound a little nerdy, but it was really, really good. No, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's your business and how do you keep up with the trends? I'm sure that Pinterest is like any platform and they change just like other platforms, you know, and, you know, you kind of want things, you don't want to just always have things stagnant, you want new features, you want to be able to do new things, because then you're, I mean, you're kind of as a creator, we get a little bored, we're like, okay, let's, it's like a love hate relationship. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I got to learn this. But then it's still something fresh and new to learn. And to so it's like bittersweet. (laughs) Yes, I agree. How long do you spend on Pinterest a week? Um, So this is definitely like kind of taking it over the top. Like you said, Lindy, like my like business is really wrapped up around Pinterest. I probably spend about an hour a day on Pinterest, at least five days a week. So anywhere from five to seven hours per week in like a full seven days, I'll spend on Pinterest. And a lot of that is wrapped up in creating Pinterest specific content. So there are times where I can repurpose content like across platforms, like a TikTok video can is save your phone. And then you can, you know, you see a lot of people using that TikTok video for a reel. Or in my case, I use a lot of the times like a TikTok video I create for also a Pinterest video. But so like a lot of that time is kind of wrapped up in creating content for Pinterest and also kind of strategizing what is currently going on on Pinterest that I can join in the conversation of with my own creative assets. 
So I have a VA that creates all my little fresh templates and stuff. So you create your yeah, own templates. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is very, she yeah. even told me, she's like, this is very time consuming, Lindsay. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's why you're doing it. That's why I can't, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that time. Yeah. Yeah. I do everything on my own. I don't know if it's because I like to be in control or what it is, but um, I, well, do, you have I do creative, it all on my I own. I mean, this is your business. You have that creative aspect to you and you're like, this is, you have the time. This is your business. So I would do it too. Yeah, for sure. I also, there are a lot of times where when I pin, I don't, I don't even use templates for things. I think that like templates and graphics are really great for a lot of different types of pins. Like, I mean, you'll very rarely ever see like a recipe pin without like title text on it, like talking about, like saying what the recipe is or something like that. But oftentimes I just use like straight visuals that I've created specifically for Pinterest based on what I've seen has done the best on my own platform. Like for instance, I do a lot of style and fashion. And oftentimes I see just through that like A-B testing process that I talked about, how visuals without my face in them will actually perform better on Pinterest. Because the kind of the theory is that people, if they see an outfit, but there's no like full on face or like it's like a upward down angle or something like that, they can visualize the outfit better on themselves because it's more like on like a mannequin, like, you know, something like that. You can visualize it better. So a lot of the times I'll, you know, kind of create separate content like that just for Pinterest to complement a blog post. Because honestly, that's a lot of times like my blog is the hub of kind of everything that I do. And then I use my social channels and my Pinterest to then complement my blog and draw everybody back to there. So you'll use a piece from your blog and then you'll repurpose it and you'll break it down from all your channels. So for instance, the flower book picture that you just posted today, that's a blog post from you have a book club. Yes. That you just started. And so everybody should go on Emily's website, check that out. I love that idea, by the way. Is that book a part of your book club? No, that one is not. Oh, okay. Well, I still want that book. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) But you would take, is that going to be a post, the flower picture that you posted today? Yes. So this morning at 6am, blog post went live for kind of November's reading picks. So that photo that was then posted on Instagram is the header photo for the blog post. And then there's a few other photos sprinkled throughout the blog post that are specific books that I read in October, my reviews of them, recommendations, things like that. So then those guys get repurposed on A, Instagram stories, and then B, also onto Pinterest as just static images. And then I have video pins going live later today and tomorrow, because it's always good to schedule your pins out. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. That then will also be repurposed for TikTok and then Instagram reels kind of like later throughout the week. So that like consistent marketing strategy that allows you to be able to like keep content in front of people consistently. Yeah. My face just went away. Did you see that? I did see that. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I was like, Hello. hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. So how long do you think, so that piece of content from start to finish and planning, how long would that take you to do everything? Like how many hours is that, do you think? I would say three, just because there's really only like six or seven pieces of content for that. So... And that three includes, you know, starting back three weeks ago when I 
like drafted the idea of, okay, I want to post this blog post on this day. And like, here's a list of books, like that type of situation. And do you do, I like really specifics. And I know when I listen to other podcasts or watch them on YouTube, I'm like this. No, I want to know like, what did it take? You know, everything. Okay. So three hours for one post and to get everything done. That's probably not including the photography though. Yeah, it is actually. Oh, wow. You are fast. Yeah, that's after, you know, three years of doing this. As I was like about to say, everybody time. give yourself some grace with this because exactly. I am not that fast. <laughs> yeah, it helps that a I'm actually my own photographer a lot of the time, especially well, even if I am in the photos, oftentimes I do use a tripod and a remote shutter. But like for this specific post, like I didn't have to be in any of the photos because for the blog header and the Instagram post for today, that flower photo, that was actually a recycled photo that had been taken about two years ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. A reuse of a photo that we actually took that in when we were in Seattle, Washington at a really cool Oh yeah, I remember that trip. Yeah. So a lot of the times it's just being able to, especially for like a header photo or something like that. I repurpose your content. Repurpose them. Exactly. Like I said, you know, that like I last posted it like two years ago, probably no one's going to remember. And if they do, it's still a pretty photo. So I don't really care. (laughs) I don't, I don't, Um, nobody remembers. Like they see like the first six pictures of your feed. They don't know. I use mine from two years ago. I know my photographers are like, didn't we shoot that like three years ago? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but I'll just edit my wrinkles out that I've accumulated over the years. (laughs) We're fine. We're good. (laughs) How long in advance do you like plan all your like Pinterest content? Like I'm sure you use Tailwind maybe? Is that what you use or what do you use? Yeah, I do. Pinterest scheduling is such a blessing. Like it is such a good thing. The only program I have used for scheduling is Tailwind. I would 100% recommend it to anybody just getting started. It's super easy to use, really, really intuitive. Pinterest also has some built-in scheduling features inside of their own platform. So you can schedule out pins inside of Pinterest itself, but Inside of Tailwind, it essentially has a calendar for the current day all the way through. I believe it might be two or three weeks. So you can see like you could plan like a month in advance of Pinterest content. I don't personally do that. Honestly, I only do about a day or two in advance, which is why I say I pretty much spend like an hour a day like on something Pinterest related. Um, It really does break down into about an hour a day. I know a lot of people and that's just a strategy that works for me. I don't believe that there's any right or wrong way to do it. A lot of people batch uh, schedule out their Pinterest content. So they'll take Tuesday and Tuesday from the, you know five hours on Tuesday or three hours on Tuesday, whatever it is, they'll just only work on Pinterest and then leave it be the rest of the week. And I think that there's value in that as well. I just personally have found that I don't really have the time quite as much to be able to do that because I don't batch a lot of my work. I don't like batch create a lot of quite as much content as some other people. So I do typically spend the first hour of my day is typically spent around scheduling out Pinterest content like two or three days in advance from that day. Okay. And yeah, I think it just depends on what system works for you. Like I said before, I have a VA and so I can go into Tailwind and she's got it scheduled out for like way down in advance. And I personally like to see that. And like today I'm about to even send her a blog post from actually last year and we're just going to refresh it. And it's about presents for your virtual assistants. And I'm like, redo this and get it going. And then, so I've gotten this question a lot 
And people want to know what is the value of having that many monthly viewers? Like, what is the idea behind it? Is it to get them to come back to your blog? Is it to them to purchase a product? How can they make money with it? Yeah, which I think is a question that everyone asks. Like, that's what like I ask about Instagram all the time. Like, really, how is this helping me? <laughs> I don't really know yet. So, you know, Instagram, we kind of shelf and just post pretty pictures. And that's that. For Pinterest, I really think that it can be all of the reasons that you just listed and so many more. So it could be to drive traffic and that could be like your number one source of wanting to use Pinterest because, you know, if you might not have like a product or you don't have a service that you're selling or something like that, which is totally fine. Maybe you just have a blog. Maybe you have a marketing website, whatever you might have. Pinterest is an excellent way to drive traffic, just like SEO is inside of Google. If you have a product that you're selling or a service that you're selling, Pinterest has a really, really great e-commerce system set up where you can upload catalogs of your products. It'll then show up with like the price. You can actually shop them directly from there. Emily, I had no idea. So my products from my spa shop, I need to get uploaded on Pinterest like today. Yes, I will say they have just in the last like two or three days, I believe, revamped their catalog system. So it should be easier. I haven't done a deep dive into that as of yet, but it was a bit of, you know, placing this code onto your website from Pinterest and then like bringing the catalog. So it was a bit of a technical situation, but I mean, it is there. The features are there and they do have like a help section to like walk you through it and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. It was worth me hearing yeah. just <laughs> Perfect. <that. laughs> Perfect. If you're listening to this and you have a product that you can get on Pinterest, like do that in your catalog. I would think even something like an ebook or a course, or it can be a digital product, does not have to be a physical product. So one example for me personally is I wrote a dating book and we just started pinning that. And already I've had, I think, four sales from that, like the pins from that yeah. for the audio version. And I like to push the audible versions just because I get a higher percentage of that than the actual book, <laughs> which is right here on my shelf right there. If you could. Yay. Yeah. So we, I'm like, push this out. <laughs> and so. Wow. It's income that I have personally just started to see just on that. So I'm excited for pushing and I have another ebook. So I need to start pinning that and also the like spa products. Yes. yes. Did not know that. Yes. Yeah. I think it might be catalog.pinterest.com is the direct URL. But if you have, which I would recommend anyone that's using Pinterest, professionally, I would say in a non-personal way, definitely have a business Pinterest account. Go ahead and just like you can change your Instagram from personal to a business or creator, go ahead and change your Pinterest from a personal to a business account. You get access to so much more via analytics, trends, new features, things like that. So that's definitely like number one tip. If you're looking for something to do on Pinterest, just where to start, change it from a personal account to a business account. I didn't know that either. I honestly don't know what I am. I'm probably business. You're a business, I'm yeah. Okay, I, you would I know. I checked that, yeah. I checked that when we first got all started together. Got all started. Of You're course you did. Wow, just right there, that is so much information right there. I wanted to know what's trending like right now on uh, Pinterest. An example of that would be, you may have already covered this, but like TikTok or Reels, like which one should you pop up there? Like, what do you feel like is trending? 
that you're seeing? Yeah, two different things. First of all is video pins for sure. Video pins are really cool because they'll automatically play in feed. So whether you're scrolling on mobile or desktop, they'll automatically start playing as you scroll past them. So it's definitely something that can grab your audience's attention, um, that it's really engaging. And you can post from, I believe it's two seconds up to 15 minutes, I believe, of a Pinterest video. They can be very, very long. That's not to say that longer videos, I haven't seen that longer videos perform any better. Honestly, it's the 15 to 30 seconds that we all know and love from TikTok and Instagram reels that perform the best, honestly. But yeah, uh, you I have can a quick, really I have a quick question about that. If you're yeah, yeah. uploading a TikTok video, yeah. do you know like when you save it to your phone, it's going to have that TikTok? Yeah. So are you uploading that video or are you doing an original video from your phone? Does it have the TikTok stuff in it or what are you uploading? So that depends. If I'm doing it specifically for a blog post, I'll typically create a separate video just to have it be a little bit more branded and a little bit more like on point. But there's often times where I'll have created TikTok and I'm like, oh, I kind of liked that. And I'll just go ahead and, you know, it might not be re related to any sort of blog post. It might just be like fun content. I'll go ahead and upload it to Pinterest. Maybe not surprisingly, I'm not sure. I have seen that those video, those like TikTok branded videos actually do very well on Pinterest videos. I'm not sure if I truly don't know why. That might just be because it's all like a little package for you of like your video, your music, your maybe sound effects, your sounds, things like that. I'm not sure. But I have seen that those videos do better, which is odd. And, and are you linking that video to your TikTok profile or you're linking them back to no. the blog post? I'll always, on a very rare occasion, every now and again, I'll do to an Etsy listing of, I have an Etsy shop of scrunchies and things like that. So if I'm posting, I'll link back to Etsy, but otherwise, typically, I always link back to my blog and blog posts. I very rarely ever link back to Instagram, although you can. You can pretty much link anywhere. But I always just kind of want that traffic driving back to my blog because A, that's where I make my money, B, that's what I love and see it, you know, obviously the more people that can view my blog, you know, more followers, more engaged readers, things like that. And you um, get their email list. Like that's where you can get exactly. their email for that. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to point out real quick that Emily's Etsy shop, she has the most beautiful scrunchies. I have a beautiful <laughs> blush pink one and a cream one and I love them. And what's your Etsy shop name? It's Wallflower. So if you search on Etsy, get Wallflower. Yeah, that's another one of my businesses. I have like 10. <laughs> but I mean, We're that's entrepreneurs. What you have to do, right? That's what we do. Exactly. Never stop creating. We're taking a little break here to tell you how you can connect with my spa to help you towards your skincare goals. My spa is now offering virtual skin consultations where you can have a one-on-one -on -one personalized session with one of my master estheticians trained at my spa. Any skin question is welcome. You know, like, do you really need a toner? Why aren't my skin products working? We all know that one. My retinol is driving my skin crazy. What's that all about? That's a big one. <laughs> my hyperpigmentation is all over the place. Help me fix this. <laughs> These are just a sample of some of the skincare questions you may have, but it's so easy. You can just book your appointment, go to my website, 
my spa at organictanfaceandbody.com, select the virtual skin consultation, and you are on your way to clear, glowy skin. Again, book your consultation today, your virtual skin consultation at organictanfaceandbody.com. But then really quickly, kind of the second we were talking about Pinterest trends and like what's going on right now. So video pins are really big. But number two, I want to talk about story pins. This is a very brand new feature that Pinterest has been releasing in beta form to a lot of creators. So again, you have to be able to have a business account to be able to have this feature. And then some people, it might not show up right away because it's still kind of in that trial phase. So you can actually request to have that feature added to your account if you're a business owner. But story pins, I talked about the Pinterest Creator Festival that I was a part of like two weeks ago. That's all they talked about. The only thing they talked about was story pins, the value of story pins, how to create story pins, what to do with story pins. So I would say that story pins are probably the number one thing that both right now and like, you know, up to like a year from now, Pinterest is going to be really pushing and promoting. So is Pinterest like other platforms to where they favor their newest like Yes. Okay. Their newest baby that they did. They're starting to get that way because really up until just, I don't know, maybe a year ago, there was only one format of content that you could post on Pinterest. There wasn't video pins. There wasn't story pins. There wasn't even carousels of images. It was just a straight image. So now they're really starting to kind of push the envelope when it comes to different types of formats and how you can engage with them. And so, yeah, they're definitely, you know, like Instagram, they favor reels right now. Pinterest is definitely doing that with story pins. So do you just, how do you do your story pins? Is it like an Insta story? Like, do you just repurpose what you throw up on your Insta story as a Pinterest story? No, I don't actually. Story pins have been taking quite a lot of time. Pinterest's suggestion for story pins was be creative and consistent, which I would say is a very good rule of thumb across the board for anything you do on Pinterest. Creativity and consistency. They say if you're posting one story pin per week, if you have the access to the feature, you do one pin per week, that's going to show the consistency. I try to do three or four per week just because I'm extra and Pinterest is my thing. (laughs) But they are creative, completely separate content from typically anything else that I've posted that day on any of my social platforms. Sometimes it relates to the blog, sometimes not. The funny thing about Pinterest story pins is that you can't link them anywhere. So they're not going to drive traffic, but they will drive engagement for your profile. I like want to so, go on your Pinterest and see what you're talking. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't even know they had story pins. So is it going to be in your feed or? Yes, they will be in the feed. Story pins are a mix of both photo and video content in a carousel form, kind of just like what you would think with Instagram stories. You can add text, you can add music, you can add stickers, you can add lots of different things to create a story pin up to... Is this you right here? This healthy... Okay. If you're on YouTube, I want to show you this. So this is called Healthy and Easy Ramen Dish. Okay. Yes. And then this Something is her... I made last night. Okay. I'm just going to play this on YouTube. So help and for those listening to the podcast. And then the next image is start by chopping whatever veggies you need to use up in the fridge. My favorite combo includes onion, carrot, zucchini, mushrooms, and sweet potatoes. By the way, she makes really good stuff too. So. <laughs> yeah. So 
there's text, there's images, there's videos, there can be music. It can be as creative and interesting as you want it to be. It can be, I believe, up to 12 or 15 different like stories inside of one. So definitely like request that feature, ask for that feature. And then it will go to the final slide will be your profile, essentially. So it's really trying to get people to engage with your content that you've already created on Pinterest. Gotcha. I wanted to see, oh, and then there's like a little button that says ingredients, serving size. Okay. Yeah, you can like, you can add a lot of different types of content to story pins. You just can't link it out to something. So it really just is engage like keeping people on Pinterest a little bit longer because kind of the funny thing about Pinterest is people go to Pinterest to get off of Pinterest. So I think it's Pinterest's way to kind of keep people on their platform a little bit longer. I'm playing her scrunchy so. video on the side here because it's I just I like people <laughs> New to holidays. see Yeah, the holidays you're already doing that. Yeah. Oh, and then look, I just want to show this one more. Here's Emily. If you're watching on YouTube, how do I, this is okay. You just did your TikTok and it's her on her TikTok. So I saw that on your TikTok. Okay, perfect. Yes. So if we do one story a week, we're okay. I think I can do one story a week. Yeah. um, They have a very good story pin creation setup, even on mobile. So you can even film videos and you can do it all on mobile if you want, or you can do it on your desktop. You create them right in the app if you want to, which is super nice. You can't schedule those out. So I would just, you know, create them in the app and then post them when you're done. And that'll be that. But I have to imagine they're going to be adding more and more features to these story pins, but it's definitely something to kind of jump on the trend of, because I don't think they're going away. Did you have to add any keywords to those? No, I did not. So the cool thing about story pins is instead of adding keywords, what they've done is you can actually tag the story pin with relevant search topics inside of Pinterest as you're going through and editing it. So you can add a title, a description, and then tags. And those tags will show up in search. So what would be, so this healthy and easy ramen dish, what would be a good example of the tags that you use for this? Let me think. I did ramen dish, healthy dinner, dinner recipe, chicken recipe, veggie recipe, weeknight dinner, and I think maybe winter meal or winter dinner or something like that. They'll auto-populate for you inside of there of the tags. So it'll show you if you type in dinner recipes, it'll auto-populate some of the most trending and relevant search topics, and you can just choose the ones that you want. So it's very easy. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have like a spreadsheet with all your popular search No, I don't. I typically, so the amazing thing about like keywords, keywords on Pinterest is super important. You can optimize lots of different places inside. You can optimize your profile, your description, your pin title, and your pin descriptions. But inside of Pinterest, you can find those keywords by using the search bar up at the top of Pinterest and typing in something that you think would be relevant inside of search for what you're trying to pin. And then whatever auto-completes is either in the drop-down or like the little text bubbles that show up, that's going to be some of the best searches on Pinterest and the, the best keywords for you to use. So Pinterest makes it very easy as opposed to Google for finding keywords and things like that. Guys, this is such good stuff. Like I'm sending this video to my VA. I'm like, we're going to listen to all this and we're doing stories. 
Okay. I did want to ask you, so I know I'm going to get this question from a lot of bloggers who are trying to work with brands. The goal would be to get their Pinterest views up. And how do you pitch the brand? You're just saying, okay, look, this is my monthly Pinterest viewers. And then it's going to go to my blog and then they'll go to the blog and then they'll see the paint that I used, or you do a lot of interior decorating too, or the couch that I use. And then you would tag it. And then that person would buy the vase or the couch or whatever. Is that how it kind of Yeah, for sure. When I'm pitching to brands, I will include my Pinterest stats kind of as like my blog and Pinterest stats when I'm personally pitching to brands are two of the things that I include. Um, Oftentimes brands will come back and ask for a media kit, which is very typical. So I have my kind of standard media kit that just goes over all my social channels and my blog and views and kind of the general analytics. But then I also like to send over like a smaller Pinterest like Pinterest specific media kit stats sheet, essentially. So it is just a lot of the like average stats, but then also like higher stats that I have on Pinterest so that they can kind of see, okay, generally, you know, she pins this three images from this blog post to over the course of three weeks. This is generally how many people we can expect to see drive traffic. Oftentimes I'll even, you know, work it out in the contract with a brand to say, Hey, like I will, you know, pin something to my profile, a picture that I've taken original content of mine, and then I'll link it back to that specific product on your website. So sometimes you can work that type of language or offering into a contract. Obviously that's, you know, higher value. So, you know, you can negotiate your like brand deals and stuff like that. Money, like money with that. But yeah, that's something that's like pretty common. And that's what I do at least is I really try to capitalize on the fact that, you know, X many people are viewing my Pinterest profile every month. And, you know, I have 96% engagement on my profile and, you know, this and that to be able to like really use that as a leverage to brands and say, Hey, like, look, I'm more than just, you know, my Instagram account, which is, you know, like very relatively small compared to most bloggers who are on Instagram, but you know, that's totally fine because I use Pinterest to my advantage. So yeah, the goal, like you have to think, okay, well, what is your end goal? Like to the brand, is it just to see that image and keep going? Or is it to actually go to the website and view the post and click on the product link? That's what I like to see. Like, what is the goal there? Exactly. I like to include a lot of, I mean, Pinterest is all about, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but it's something like 70% of Pinterest's, you know, 400 million monthly viewers go to Pinterest to find new products to buy. Like they'll go to Pinterest first before buying a new product or a new to them product. You know, it's something like 60% of people discover new brands on Pinterest every month. Obviously with the holidays coming up, that's just a whole lot of more opportunity and things like that. So it's definitely a very powerful platform for e-commerce. And I think brands are starting to understand that. So I think that's going to be very valuable in the coming years. And I think that if you are, of course, if you're higher on, your rates are going to be higher versus your Instagram following. If you have that higher Pinterest to just think about it. So my rates would be able to be higher right now because my Pinterest is higher than my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just, you know, creating a case study and proving that, 
okay, like Pinterest is driving like this much traffic to a destination. So we can use that destination to be your destination or, you know, your website or a specific product or something like that. So it's creating a narrative surrounding stats, which can be a little tricky, but it really just takes diving in and seeing what is actually happening in your Pinterest profile and how you can leverage that. So my question is, I don't, like my views are really up, but my followers are still, I could use a little work on that. Is that okay? Can you have high views, but not so many followers and that still be attractive to a brand? Oh, absolutely. Followers are not, I mean, I can't remember the last time I personally followed anyone on Pinterest. I think I'm following maybe 300 people on Pinterest. I'm not following really that many. So followers is not a stat that is extremely relevant on Pinterest, at least comparatively to Instagram. Okay. That like makes me feel better. Instagram is, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I only have like 7,000 followers on my Pinterest, you know, uh, compared to my... I won't four tell you plus how million many I have them, but, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, comparatively, it's not like, I mean, 7,000 is not very many for followers. So the followers is not a stat. I have 571 really followers and there you go. And 115 monthly viewers. So is that pretty? 115,000. Yes. 115,000. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I'm only following 206. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like uh, following on Pinterest is kind of a thing about two years ago. That's not really a thing a lot of people do a lot. Obviously, we're not going to discourage people from following because that means, you know, they're kind of guaranteed to see your content, but on their home feed. But I mean, most people will like maybe scroll their home feed for a little bit, but then honestly go to Pinterest to be like active and engaged. So searching something clicking through and seeing, oh, if you liked this pin, you'll also like this. And then like scrolling through there and things like that. So okay. That makes me feel not like a great stat. That makes me feel so much better and relieved. And so yeah. I just need to constantly work on the monthly views with that. Yeah. I would say the best stats to look at inside your analytics are going to be link clicks, impressions, and engagement numbers. So those are going to be the ones that are really going to be to create your narrative. That's going to we obviously help drive traffic and then whatever other marketing goal you want to set up for yourself. And then Emily, on the back end, as a content creator, you probably look at your analytics to see what people are clicking on. So you create similar content. You're like, okay, they yeah. like this. So I'm going to create yeah. more content around this subject. A hundred percent. I get on my own analytics probably... I try not to do it too much because you can definitely kind of get wrapped up in just analytics, you know, maybe every other week or so just to generally see what is really doing well, what I might need to repin, things like that. I also love to use Pinterest trends, which is a new feature Pinterest has been releasing to creators and business accounts. You can get on there and see what's trending across Pinterest in broad categories and then be able to say, okay, hey, like, I don't know, holiday nails are trending right now. Do I have any type of content that I want to create across all my platforms that then kind of fall into this category of holiday nails? So for instance, I do a lot of like clean beauty reviews and things like that. Well, I got some clean, non-toxic nail polish. So I was like, hey, like in like two weeks from now, I have scheduled out a blog post talking about some of my favorite and best clean, non-toxic nail polish brands and things like that, but then, you know, can kind of be wrapped up into that Pinterest trend that's really, really big right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is such good information. And so I am one of those people, somebody says, don't do this, but I will say 
once you get this system down, and let's say you even have, I say everybody, you know, hire Emily to get your Pinterest up. <laughs> and we'll go over well, that in a minute. But I was a little obsessed, like every day, like my numbers would just jump. They would, I was like, what in the world? They would skyrocket up. So I'm sorry, every day on Pinterest, I was like, yes, it's just fun to see them skyrocket up. So, but you know, I guess when you're at four point something million, you're like, ah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What's another (laughs) 10,000? I feel like it can be also a thing where you can kind of become obsessed with it and it can affect you somewhat negatively as well. I love Pinterest because it's such a positive, positive platform. There's not quite as much of the gunk that goes on with, you know, I feel like I'm kind of hating on Instagram over here. I love Instagram. There's nothing wrong with Instagram, but it can be the comparison game that we all talk about on social media. Yes. Yes. I have to watch it. And I've even had to start following things that are different. What I mean by that is even like gardening or Weight Watchers or something that just gets my mind off and and stays focused and positive. Because I'm like, my house doesn't look like that. That outfit I couldn't squeeze into and, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Pinterest is inherently a very positive platform, which I absolutely love. But it can kind of give you a bit of a negative mindset if you're very, very consistently watching your analytics. I mean, the same can happen with your blog, blog analytics, things like that. It's just kind of looking at big picture of stuff. Okay. So, you know, my next question is, you know, that happened to me too. So I even emailed you because I was like, ah. They're going down, they're going down. And what's interesting is I have a set number of hours that my VA works on Pinterest. And she was, she sent an email. She's like, okay, like I'm done. Like I've exceeded my hours. I'm like, well, I have a budget. And so I was like, well, we're just going to wait until the new cycle, which was like, a, I think seven days later is when she was going to pick it back up. Oh my gosh, my numbers started going down. So it showed me, I mean, I don't know, you'd have to let me know, but you have to really keep it up is, and also I was starting to get nervous because my numbers were down. So what happens when our numbers start to go down? Should we panic? Um, Should we call you? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would say a don't panic (laughs) because that's going to be a very natural thing. I always, always, always tell people, look at the big picture for your analytics. So for me, I can compare month over month, year over year. So, you know, my numbers dipped a little bit in September, I think it was. I can go back and check September of 2019, which was last year. And I can say, oh, wow, numbers dipped significantly, like lower in September of last year too. This is just a natural progression of something that people are outside more. It's fall time. They're going to apple orchards, fun things like that. So, I can see year over year, the kind of patterns in traffic and things like that. Obviously traffic was up, but still dipped. So, you know, you can say like, okay, well, comparatively to last month or, you know, last nine months ago, like it's still higher. So you always, whatever data you're looking at, this is across the board, whether you're Google Analytics, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, you will always see this type of data line happening. If you see like a line graph and you look at your data, you're always going to see this happening. There's going to be dips. There's going to be high points. It's all like that is the nature of data. But as long as it's going in an upward trajectory, so it's going to dip, it's going to go up, going to dip, going to go up. That's fine. That's always going to happen. But the upward trajectory is what we're just consistently going to be looking at. So Pinterest has like a really great analytics 
built-in platform where you can see a lot of that. You can see last three months, last year, compared it to the year before that, things like that. But again, it's, you know, those big numbers, your link clicks, your engagement percentage, those are going to be the numbers that probably won't change quite as drastically. So those are going to be the ones that I would really start to really like work your strategy around because those guys are going to be the ones that probably will give you the most benefit for your marketing goals long term. Okay. And yeah, my, it's funny, mine dipped down, I think it was over 80, then I think it dipped to in the 40s. And then it skyrocketed up to now we're at 115. I'm like, what yeah. in the world? That is a major yeah. up and down there. So yeah, yeah, so now I know. Do you think also it's because yes, you start creating pins. However, we have a lot in tailwind that's already like pre-scheduled. So pins were still going out, just not as much. But I think like you said, people may have just not been on the platform as much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add today? Oh my gosh. I had so many questions. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was so great. I truly, I hope it was helpful. Pinterest, we can get a lot more specific into Pinterest strategies and things like that. There is a lot wrapped up into Pinterest, but I mean, hopefully this was helpful as like a kind of a little bit more general overview. But I mean, if anyone is listening that, you know, is just getting started on Pinterest, I mean, definitely take some of these tips and I would say, just go for it again, be creative and be consistent. And that's all Pinterest is looking for. Just be engaged on their platform and they're going to repay you. Okay. So if they're like, okay, that's great, Emily, but can I work with you directly? Can they work with you directly? Yeah, absolutely. So I do offer Pinterest coaching. It typically is in like an hour long time blocks at a time. So oftentimes what I'll do is either if I live in Greenville, (laughs) Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're local, oftentimes we can sit down together and kind of work through Pinterest things. I do a mini audit of your Pinterest profile before, and then we sit down and I give you strategies and tips directly for what your goals are and what you need. If not, like Lindsay mentioned before, we can do it virtually where I'll actually record that same kind of coaching session that I would for somebody that I would be sitting down in person with. And we can exactly do the same thing and then do some email correspondence or a Zoom call or something like that, like whatever is most helpful. So yes, I do those coaching sessions. If you want to get in touch with me, I don't know, is there like a little like description? We oh put, yeah, like, we'll have this on or... both the show notes and on YouTube on how to get in touch with you. So but yeah. you can also say it too. How would they get in touch okay. with you? Yeah, you can either like DM me through my Instagram profile and I can kind of get in touch with you that way or just like a straight email, which is also in the bio of my Instagram. And what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Emily J. Lewandowski. So it'll come up as some pretty thing and that'll be me. Okay. And I'll again link it on the show notes as well. And for busy owners like myself, I opted, like she was saying, to have the video recorded. And what I did is, no offense, Emily, but I didn't really watch it. And so I just- We knew that was going to happen. I watched it a little bit of it, but I was like, okay, this is like so much. I forwarded it to my VA. I said, here, watch this and do everything she says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, it's good it too, awesome. because I use a platform that then you can download the video and then you can save it for- A lot of times if I do a coaching in person, you know, that's a lot of information I'm throwing at you in an hour. So sometimes it's better to do the video recording. You can download it. You can listen to it in 15 minute sections or 30 minute sections or 
kind of go back to it whenever you need. Okay. I want you to also plug all your businesses, everything that you want to do, <laughs> wallflower, like everything. Yeah. Go for it. Where, everything that you do. Okay. So my blog, someprettything.com, and then tied along with that, obviously. If you want to follow me on Pinterest, I'd love to engage with you, interact with you, stuff like that. So we can leave all the links to those things in the descriptions and everything like that. And then I have a handmade scrunchie business that I sell on Etsy called Get Wallflower. So you can find us there. And then also, you know, Pinterest coaching. So yeah, if you're interested at all, just send me an email and we can figure out a time and uh, go from there. And Christmas is coming up. And so those scrunchies are perfect. And your packaging is beautiful. So it's just like here, like it's done. And as an owner, I just like to, I love supporting local businesses, handmade businesses, and it's wrapped. And all I have to do is go here. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on. If anybody has any more questions, please either DM Emily or myself and we'd be happy to, I'd happy to connect you guys. She really knows her stuff. And I'm not just saying that I would not have had her on if I intentionally waited to make sure (laughs) that it worked. And guys, it worked like, or ladies, because I, I focus on women, ladies, for it to go from 11,000 to 115, I'm telling you, you gotta get in touch with Emily. So oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Did you know that I am also a small business coach? Why, yes, I am. If you are a woman business owner and need help in your small business and not sure where to start or how to grow, I'd love to connect with you. My coaching may not always be available on a one-to-one level, but currently as of this podcast airing, it is. I'd love to help your business grow and make it all it could be. So book my small business coaching today directly through my website at lindsayholder.com while it is still available. Talk to you soon and I am looking forward to helping you make an impact with your business. This episode is sponsored by Organic Tan Face and Body, a natural beauty and wellness spa located in Greenville, South Carolina and owned by our very own Lindsay Holder. Come visit the spa today where they strive to bring out your natural glow. Visit the spa online at organictanfaceandbody.com and follow them along on Instagram.